May the words of my mouth, the meditations of all of our hearts, be always acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. How is everyone this evening? Either you really wanted some communion or you don't like dogs very much uh, as you are here tonight, uh, or both as, as we hear. But as it was our blessing of the pet service at 1030, I thought I would introduce you to begin our sermon tonight to a member of my family that uh, probably the only one I haven't included in a sermon, at least I can't remember. I have, or my, my family, we have a fur baby named Emma. Emma is a Labrador mix, uh, and she is mixed with a Border Collie. So she loves to play fetch. It's actually, we, we are a little confused on if it's just a retriever love or being a Border Collie, that's a working breed. It's actually her, her job. Uh, if, it's, it's her obsession. Either way, she loves to play fetch. And I thought it would be a great illustration to talk about her love of retrieving and then what Paul is trying to tell Timothy tonight. And I promise I will make that make sense in due time. But first, we have to get in our minds, Emma. If you are ever a guest in my home, if you ever have been in my dog, happens to be inside, she know, we are smart enough to tell her no and to not give in to her ways. But if you come, she, she has in her mind, ha <laughs> new blood, and she'll bring her toy that she plays fetch with, she'll put it right in your lap, and literally, she'll sit there for three to four hours looking at you with puppy dog eyes, laying her head in your lap, just hoping you will throw that little thing. Like If you inch it an inch, she'll inch it back to you, just trying to get the game going. She loves this game. So fast forward to the point we actually get out into the space in the backyard, and she's, she sees the object of her affection in your hand. And she's, she's like, oh boy, it's on. We're getting ready. And you go in the backyard, and here's the scene. You have her sit, and then you let her rise a little bit, and you show her that you're about to throw her thing. She goes into like hunting dog stance, getting ready, like so excited, but fully focused on that object. It'd be a Frisbee or a tennis ball, whatever we're throwing for her. her. She gets so intense that her like back muscles and her legs start twitching and her eyes, just, they, don't, they don't move off of that thing in your hand. And it's just pure joy. When you finally reach back and throw it, or however you throw it, she turns with reckless abandon. Doesn't pay attention to anything else. She will knock down boys if they're in the way. And she just is going to get that frisbee or ball or whatever it is. That is the object of her affection. When she was a younger dog, she would actually like jump up to catch it and contort her body. And she could come down on her head, never really injuring herself. And she would bring it back and say, oh, let's do it again. But as she, she'll turn 11 next month. So she, she's a little smarter, a little slower, but she still loves it. It is just absolute joy to watch her run with reckless abandon towards this object of her affection. That brings us to our epistle, where we have 
Paul, encouraging young Timothy in both his life and his ministry uh, to run with reckless abandon towards the things of God and the joy that that brings. So we have first, we hear, uh, as Sharon read for us, first we have this warning of flee. And the context tonight, flee the evil things, is put to a rich man. Flee those that seek riches or the love of money and all the things that people will do when that is the main focus they are going after. It's, it actually says in the, in the translation we have shun, but if you actually get into the Greek word, it says flee, turn and run from those evil things. But then it says, but you, man of God, as Paul is encouraging Timothy, and this is just a side note, if you look in your concordance about man of God, there are a number of men of God, Eli, Saul, David, that got called men of God throughout Scripture that actually fleed from the evil things of God and ran to the things of God. That's a little extra for you tonight, the whole man of God bit. But we have this pursue or run hard towards the things of God. Flee the evil things and run with reckless abandon, pursuing the things of God. Much like Emma going after her ball, that is what we are called to do. And Paul goes on to encourage Timothy, these are six areas of the things of God that you should run to, not casually, not on Sunday, one hour or two hours a week, constantly pressing with reckless abandon, pursuing the things of God. The first thing Paul brings up is righteousness. Run with purpose towards righteousness. That means being seen as in good or right standing with God. We should run with purpose towards righteousness. The second of those six things is godliness. Having an awe all the time of the nature of God all around us. And as Christians, becoming Christ-like, selfless, offering sacrificial love, which, which will come up, becoming Christ-like, running towards that with reckless abandon day after day, pursuing, becoming Christ-like. The third being faith, running towards faith, both faith in the head, in belief that God and Jesus are who, who, are who they say they are, and then as well with trust, that our prayer would be acting in faith. Increase our faith, Lord, and let us increase our faithfulness, growing in trust and constantly running hard towards that, pursuing faith. And then we have love, which is the Greek word agape, unconditional love of God. And when we hear love, our minds naturally go towards the, the, the things that are easy to love. Our animals, our kids, our grandkids. But this is not that type of love. Paul is telling us in life and ministry, press into the type of love that is for the unlovable. The type of love that is for sinners that redeems them, Christ-like 
God-like unconditional love. Run hard into it. Pursue it. The fifth of these things is endurance and patience. If we're going to love like that or try to love like that, we're going to need a lot of endurance and perseverance because this journey of faith takes our entire lives. It is a journey. And along this journey, this walk with Christ and the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we all come to those times which we doubt. And we may even leave the things of God for a while. Uh, if life has thrown us those curveballs where we find ourselves in that place. But this is talking about running back hard into pursuing the things of God and doing it with endurance. Even when things get hard and you don't think you can take one more step into your faith journey. This is saying press in and go in front of you. And the final of them is gentleness of these six that Paul is giving us tonight out of these six things that are running into the things of God. Gentleness. Of all things, you watch our world today, social media, as we got another political year coming up on us quickly and the things going on. How fa- And then if some, those things aside, in our own lives, even with family, those closest to us, how quick do we act out of, you wronged me, so I'm going to get you back? Out of revenge rather than out of love and gentleness. How hard is it to actually react in anger, slow to speak, slow to anger, and to treat one another with gentleness? That's what it is talking here. Press hard, pursue hard after gentleness, after all six of these things that are said to be of God. Now, when I opened up, I talked about Emma running hard towards her, that object of her affection. You would actually make that connection in your head. These six things of God are probably the objects of our affection that we are supposed to run to. But as the epistle goes on, Paul points to the source that makes running to these things possible. Because we try in our own strength to be righteousness, we fall on our face nine times out of ten. To be Christ-like in our own strength, forget about it. (laughs) To have faith, we try and we try. To love like that, to have endurance like that, and to be gentle with one another like that, it takes us realizing our own sinful nature and then looking to something that redeems us and transforms us to make these possible. These six things of God are actually the fruit of what comes from a relationship with God. And what Christ did for us, dying on the cross and rising again that Easter Sunday morning, Resurrection Sunday, that is what we press into. And in the life that Jesus lived and what he taught us, and in that death and resurrection, that's what we run hard and pursue hard into. And then we see along our journey, we begin to grow in all these areas. And where we might not have had the power to do it before, we find ourselves little by little showing righteousness, godliness, faith, 
love, endurance, and gentleness. Verse 12 is a key verse as we get into this. It says, after these six things, and fight the good fight of faith. Now that doesn't mean you hear that word fight. It doesn't mean you turn to your neighbor and punch them out. It's not violence. But it is kind of, it wants you to think about it in terms of a struggle. And the word that's used there, it's actually Paul going back to his run the race set before you. It's, this is the daily battle for us all. It connotes struggle. Having faith is oftentimes not easy. Striving for these things, pressing into God, realizing all of these six things of God, it takes the struggle of realizing our own sinful nature. But we aren't left there. We are rescued from that nature by His cross. And then we realize that our sins are remembered no more. And as we grow and press hard into the things of God, we grow in all of these six areas and more. All praise be to the God and Father who makes this so. Press on. Amen.